This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. Is Sadiq Khan about to face his biggest test as the mayor of London? Well, I think it's really important for these uh, Conservative councillors who've got concerns to, if they want to challenge this in the courts, to be able to do so. I think it's a waste of taxpayers' money. TfL will be robustly defending this uh, case. Mr Khan has a High Court showdown on the 4th of July over the expansion of the ultra-low emission zone, a day that is being dubbed by opponents as Independence Day for Outer London. Five Tory councils claim the mayor acted unlawfully in the way he proposed to widen the zone to the greater London boundary on the 29th of August. Mr Khan's flagship policy to tackle the capital's toxic air is proving to be a divisive issue, as a recent anti-ULET protest demonstrated. The rail could be a key issue at the by-election in Uxbridge and South Ryslip on the 20th of July, which was triggered by Boris Johnson's resignation. Now, with people looking ahead to the London mayoral elections in 2024, many are wondering whether ULEZ will be the deciding factor in the race and if it'll make or break things for Sadiq Khan. Ross Lydell is the Evening Standard's City Hall editor and transport editor. We have a High Court case coming up in a fortnight now. It will start on July the 4th, and essentially the decision will be really quite instrumental in terms of, one, whether the ULES expansion goes ahead as planned and on the date that's planned, and secondly, if it doesn't, then there's every chance that this will impact badly on Sadiq Khan's hopes of winning a third term as mayor. And of course, if it is delayed as well, then we assume that Sadiq will still want to expand the ULES, but it will bring the expansion go-live date much closer to next May's election, which will have the potential impact or likely impact that next May's election will become a referendum on the ULES and in particular the Greater London ULES. Who is making the legal challenges against the ULEZ expansion and why? So five Tory councils are challenging Sadiq Khan. They have been given permission for this judicial review hearing to go ahead. Uh, the five are Harrow, Hillingdon, Bexley, Bromley, which are all London boroughs, and Surrey County Council. And all five councils are currently run by Tory administrations. Uh, the reason they're doing this essentially is that they feel their residents, either in outer London or on the edges of London, will be adversely affected by the ULES expansion 
in particular, they essentially would have to pay more. They would have to pay the ULS charge to drive around where they're going to work, you know, for leisure, to go to the shops, to go to the doctors, uh, essentially because many more people, they argue, in outer London or in the sort of outskirts of London have cars which are not ULS compliant and therefore would be liable to pay the £12.50 a day levy. If Sadiq Khan loses in court, what could the potential repercussions be of that? Well, there's probably four scenarios that uh, have a chance of uh, coming good, if you like. I think it's fair to say, though, at this point, the most likely scenario, you know, if you're a, a betting man or woman, then the most likely scenario to keep your £10 safe would be to say that Sadiq will win. Uh, Transport for London, which is acting on the mayor's behalf, has a pretty good track record. It hasn't won all its judicial review cases. It did lose one over a cycle superhighway a few years ago when Westminster Council prevented a cycle superhighway coming in from Swiss Cottage down to Oxford Circus. But more recently, it did win a case uh, relating to the Bishopsgate street space scheme, which essentially prevented black cabs driving around some roads in Bishopsgate near Liverpool Street Station when it was during the pandemic. And TfL's aim there was to increased space for cyclists and pedestrians. Uh, But of the four options we have, the straightforward one is that Sadiq wins, or the way it will be termed is that the the application for judicial review from these five councils is refused, and therefore it's sort of the green light for Sadiq to expand the ULES on August the 29th as he wishes. The second is that the judges find some sort of minor procedural anomaly with the way Sadiq and TfL have set up the ULES expansion and therefore some sort of tweaking is required, possibly with the sort of regulations or red tape, a sort of behind the scenes manoeuvre. Now, this could either be a a minor tweak or a major tweak. Uh, The major tweak may take several weeks longer to implement. So that could be the case that uh, the expansion still goes ahead on August 29th, but with uh, Sadiq having a sort of mild portion of humble pie and tweak the rules. Uh, it could be that the ULS expansion goes ahead but is delayed by several weeks or several months while Sadiq and TfL make a more uh, major change to the rules and regulations. And the fourth scenario, the nightmare scenario for Sadiq and TfL is that the judge finds in favour of the five councils, says that the way Sadiq went about the consultation was legal and therefore TfL then has to reconsult entirely, go back to square one and relaunch the entire public consultation process with new information. And that could take many months. So really, there's a range of options. Probably the most likely, as I say, is that Sadiq wins and things go ahead as normal. But the nightmare scenario is that we don't get the ULS expanded until next January or February. And then it's very fresh in the minds of people when they come to choose their next mayor next May. Do we have any clear indication of how popular or unpopular the ULES expansion is currently with Londoners? We do have a very recent indication of how popular or unpopular the ULES expansion is. A poll of 1,100 Londoners was published this weekend. This has been done by a polling company called Redfield and Wilton and the On London website. And this found that 47% of Londoners support the ULES expansion and 32% are opposed. Within that, there's people who say they're very keen for it to expand and keen. 
and others who say they're very opposed and less opposed. There was also a second question which found actually the most popular option of various scenarios is for the ULEZ to remain exactly as it is, which means at present it goes up to the inner boundaries of the North and South Circulars. That idea received 37% support. The ULEZ expansion received slightly less support. So it seems there's a little bit of mixed message, but in general, Londoners seem actually more enthusiastic about the ULEZ than less enthusiastic. And this is perhaps a contrast to considerable noise and protests about the ULEZ expansion. You know, Sadiq Khan often says there's a silent majority in favour of policies like this, and it's the opponents who make a lot of noise and speak out. But he believes that many Londoners do want measures that will tackle the capital's toxic air. And this poll seems to suggest that he may be correct on those points. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear whether the expansion of ULEZ could make or break things for Sadiq Khan. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is Ross Lydell, the Evening Standard City Hall editor and transport editor. Ross, do Londoners feel like Sadiq Khan is doing a good job as the mayor of London? They do, actually, yes. And this was another surprise finding of the poll. Uh, This found about 50-odd percent of Londoners thought that Sadiq has done a good job as mayor since he's been mayor. And these people, these, these respondents also put Sadiq higher in terms of performance than Boris Johnson and Ken Livingston. Now, it's no surprise to me that uh, Sadiq Khan polls better than Boris Johnson, bearing especially in mind uh, current controversies. You know, Boris was never seen as the most committed of males, to be honest. What does surprise me, though, is that Ken Livingston was essentially in third place. You know, in my mind, having covered City Hall for about 20 years now, Ken was a very good mayor, a progressive mayor, although, again, it may be the case that more recent controversies have rather tarnished Ken's reputation. Looking ahead to the mayoral elections in 2024 now, who are the people in the running to be the Conservative candidate? We have a short list of three. We have Susan Hall, who is a London Assembly member and a former leader of Harrow Council. Uh, We have Moz Hussain KC, who is rather the surprise candidate. He is a criminal barrister. And we have Dan Korsky, who used to work for David Cameron. He used to be his deputy chief of policy when David Cameron was in 10 Downing Street. 
And finally, do you think that the controversial issue of the ULEZ expansion could potentially be Sadiq Khan's downfall as mayor? I do think that the ULEZ expansion could be particularly damaging to Sadiq. And the reason is this, that it seems to have caused much more annoyance in outer London than in inner or central London. And essentially it becomes a sort of nuisance factor. One point is the levy itself, £12.50 a day, is a lot of money for many people. It's a lot of money probably for all people really, especially if you have to pay it on a regular basis. Then there's just the hassle factor of having to pay it and the fear, of course, if you forget, then you end up with a 180 quid fine. There's the hassle of having to change your car or van if you want to try and avoid it. So Sadiq's policies here, should the ULS expansion go ahead, are interfering considerably in a lot of people's lives. Now, outer London has never been his sort of target area. He'll have many more votes from inner London, from east London, from Southwark and Lambeth. These are his heartlands. However, I think it's fair to say that probably more people in outer London would vote Tory than would vote for Sadiq. But what the ULES expansion threatens to do is to give those people who may not have voted at all a reason to vote against Sadiq and also probably gives Tory voters a reason to make sure they do vote rather than perhaps sit on their hands and don't bother to take part in the election. You know, turnout is typically only around 50%. And this annoyance factor with the ULES expansion could count against Sadiq. Now, on the other hand, you could get many people saying, well done, Sadiq, that is exactly the kind of policy we need to clean up London's air. The question, though, is will they be as motivated to vote as those who are annoyed with the policy? And you would think not. So we wait and see. But if the judges find against Sadiq and momentum gathers against him, this will add weight to those already saying that the mayor doesn't understand the suburbs and he doesn't represent outer London and therefore he doesn't deserve a third term of office. You can read more about the ULES expansion on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode of The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.